With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This is Eye on Foxborough, the premier podcast for all things New England Patriots. Brought to you by Mass Live. Welcome back to Ion Foxborough. I'm Chris Mason here with Mark Daniels. And we went from never having an emergency pod here before to having two within the span of 24 hours because that's just kind of the week it's been for the Patriots. Crazy, where the season ends on Sunday. They announced they're mutually parting ways with Bill Belichick on Thursday at noon. And by Friday morning, we know that Gerard Mayo is the next head coach of the Patriots. Mark, what's your first reaction here? My first reaction is that players inside Gillette Stadium are going to be very, very happy. Um, You know, I I talked with, as some people know, I've talked with 14 players on record over the last couple of months to do a work on a story about Gerard Mayo. And the sense I got is that they love him. I mean, the, the guys I talked to in the locker room really all told me they thought he'd make a good head coach. They explained why. I mean, so the first thought I had was, hey, there are, there are a lot of players on a an already good defense that are going to be very happy. That's the first thought. The second is, Chris, wow, man, it took less than 24 hours for Robert Kraft to replace Bill Belichick. That, that I thought that was pretty wild. Yeah, I mean, in Robert's second press conference yesterday, he said things were going to move very quickly. And he's not a liar because I don't think they could have moved any more quickly. So it turns out Gerard Mayo had a clause in his last contract that essentially said that the Patriots can make him the successor to Belichick without having to go through the NFL's interview process, which usually drags on. The Patriots could have made him successor or done the interview process. They still had the choice. They said, no, Mayo's our guy. And boom, here we are. It couldn't have moved any more quickly than it did. Mark, do you think they missed out on anything by not conducting an interview process? Well, the thing you miss out on is getting an outside perspective, you know, bring in a candidate who has no ties to your organization, such as Ben Johnson, see what he would do to fix the offense. And I, and I think that's that's the one thing, right? I mean, Robert Kraft clearly has a a comfort level or a comfort zone with certain people he works with. Um, he obviously really liked Gerard Mayo, which is why he put a succession clause in the contract. I reached out to the NFL on Thursday night when that news came out to ask them what, you know, one was in accordance with league rules Two, are there any other examples they could give me of this happening happened in a league spokesperson gave me three examples. Um, Eric DaCosta had a succession plan in place to replace um, Ozzie Newsome as a GM for the Ravens in 19. And then there were two head coaches. There was Jim Codwell's succession of Tony Dungy in Indy and Jim Moore's succession of Mike Holgram in Seattle. So by putting the clause in the contract, it essentially allows the Patriots to avoid NFL policy when it comes to hiring. That means the Rooney Rule. The Rooney Rule, the thing to remember, is teams have to interview two outside minority candidates. One of those interviews has to be in person. Now, in-person interviews, Chris, can't even start until January 22nd. So if you're going to follow NFL rules, NFL policy, you're essentially taking this month to find out who your next head coach or GM is, and then you're filling out a staff. And before you know it, it's the end of the month. There's the senior bowl. You're in the draft prep. You're in the free agent prep. 
by hiring Gerard Mayo right away, the sense I get is Robert Kraft gets his guy, but hey, you can immediately turn your attention to who's the GM, which we need to get into, but also who's the coaching staff, which is also what we need to get into. So Chris, GM to me is the biggest thing moving forward here. What do they do? Where do they go forward? It is it is highly unusual to hire a head coach before a GM. So what do you, what do you think that says about this? It says that the Crafts really like Gerard Mayo, and he's going to have a lot of power moving forward, even though he's not going to have personnel power. I'd be shocked if he had a roster control or anything like that. But it does speak to the job security that he's going to have, that they have him in place before the GM. Because a lot of times, you know, if you have a coach and a GM coming at the same time and the GM didn't hire the coach, if things go poorly for the next two years, the GM fires the coach to try and save himself. You know, that happens across sports all the time. I don't think Gerard really has to worry about that here because the crafts have given him this vote of confidence and ultimately they're the final decision makers on that. In terms of the GM, it's fascinating because it feels like they should go outside. They need to bring someone in externally. You know, the drafts haven't been good enough. The personnel hasn't been good enough. A lot of that falls on Bill Belichick, who had final say. But as you've seen, Bill, over the course of this year, <laughs> kind of try and distance himself from that and be like, there's no way one person could be could do the head coaching job and the GM job. There's too much there. I rely on other people too often. But it kind of sounds like they might still be going with someone in the building. And in speaking about like things moving quickly, as we're starting this podcast, Adam Peters has already come off the market reportedly and gone to the commanders, who is one of the hottest names out there. So they need to move quickly there without question. Is there like an angle that you see here? Yeah, I, I think I think they will pair Mayo with someone he's familiar with. And here's what I think. Gerard Mayo was already interviewed to be a head coach with three different teams, the Eagles, the Broncos, the Raiders. In those interviews, he clearly talked about who his GM would be in the event he left to be a head coach, right? So it is of my opinion that Gerard Mayo has already told Robert Kraft the people he would like to work with. So I think that sort of boils down candidates who he would know from his time within New England. So let's talk about some of the names. Dave Ziegler was with the Patriots from 2013 to 2021. He left to be the Raiders GM for basically one and a half seasons. What Ziegler has going for him, that 2021 offseason was solid, I think. It, it wasn't perfect, right? But they signed Matthew Judon, Kendrick Bourne, Hunter Henry. They did draft Mac Jones, Christian Barmore, Ramondre Stevenson. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't a 90% success rate there, but he was Shout solid for getting hired, right? Another one, Elliot Wolf already in the building. He worked in Green Bay. He worked in Cleveland. You know, would he be different than, say, Macro or Bill Belichick? I think so, but he's already in the front office. Adam Peters is off the board. So you go to someone like John Robinson. John Robinson was with the Patriots from 2009 to 2013, coincides with Mayo as a player, obviously left to go to Tampa Bay, was the GM of the Titans, but did get fired. Trey Brown, Cincinnati, was with the Patriots from 2010 to 2012 as a scout. Interesting background. Actually left for the AAF and XFL. He is a high-ranking member of the Bengals front office. Could be a candidate. Um, James Lipford of Texas, of the Houston, was with the Patriots in multiple roles from 2009 to 2017. Essentially runs helps run the draft in Houston. They just had two slam dunk draft picks with CJ Stroud and Tank Dell. And I'll bring up another internal candidate, Steve Carlisle, is the Patriots director of pro personnel. Over the past two years, 
He's been handpicked to be a part of the NFL's front office and general manager accelerator program. And looking up today, I saw in 2016, he was actually named the AFC Scout of the Year by the Fritz Pollard Alliance. He's another guy who is considered as a future head coaching, I mean, a future GM candidate. So out of the names I just said, there are guys with GM experience. There are guys with ties to Mayo. I expect it to be somewhat of that, right? Because you can't hire someone who does not have a relationship with Gerard Mayo. And I imagine, Chris, Gerard Mayo has a pretty good idea who he wants that man to be. Did you write a story about this today or something? You seem very, very well informed. <laughs> yes. Yes, I did. Please, everyone go to Mass Live. Please click on my story that says, quote, eight general man manager candidates <laughs> who fit with Gerard Mayo. That being said, one of them is already taken. It is Adam Peters, who was a scout with the Patriots up until 2008. I thought Adam Peters would have been a great fit, yeah, frankly. He works with the 49ers. The 49ers roster is stacked. His last year as a scout in New England, Chris, was actually the year they drafted Gerard Mayo. It would have been kind of cool. That's off the board. Yeah, so I, I think it makes sense. I mean, Mayo and whoever the GM becomes need to be aligned. But I don't think that necessarily has to be someone that already has ties to the organization in some way, where it's like, if somebody was a scout from like, 2010 to 2012 while mayo was playing like how often did they actually communicate you know like they have ties because there's like venn diagram like organizational overlap but i don't think that means that they were like going to grab beers after practice on friday you know there's so many people in the building right um so i do think that someone external could still come in and you know could get on the same page with mayo and i think they could work together and i think that's one thing that you hear about gerard a lot is He's really collaborative, and obviously that's something that Robert Kraft has harped on repeatedly over the years is he wants it to be a collaborative effort, which it was not at times with Bill Belichick, to put it frankly. But it'll be fascinating to see where things move from here. And like I don't, I don't think at 82 years old, Robert Kraft wants to have to referee fights between a coach and a GM. You know, I don't think he wants them both coming up the back stairs. I don't think he wants them going back and forth. They're going to have to be on the same page, but... They didn't cast a wide net with the head coaching thing. I think they really need to with the GM. I don't think they can run things back the way they've been going. So one candidate who popped into my mind, Chris, when you were saying that is Chiefs Assistant General Manager Mike Borgonzi. Uh, Mike Borgonzi is from Everett, Massachusetts, played at Brown University, started his um, sort of coaching career, honestly, with the Boston College Eagles. He has been with the Chiefs organization since 2009 has held a variety of roles. He has been the Chiefs assistant GM since 2021, a local guy with the, you know, Super Bowl champion Chiefs. Honestly, honestly, wouldn't be a bad idea. I have no yeah. idea if Gerard Mayo was familiar with him, but considering he's worked with a very good team and organization, I definitely think he's someone the Patriots should bring in. No, and I think it makes a ton of sense to like try and poach somebody from one of the teams that has a really talented roster right now. And there's like, no doubt the Chiefs have been among the most talented for the last 10 years. You know, you look at someone like Peters in San Francisco, Trey Brown in Cincinnati, like these, these are like the people that you should be crowdsourcing from. Like, honestly, anyone from Baltimore right now, that roster is nasty. Like, at the very least, bring them in and talk to them. Like, you passed on this opportunity with your head coaching candidates. Like, bring people in and listen. That's going to help you get better because the status quo isn't working right now. And, and I think another thing we should turn our attention to is what happens with the Patriots coaching staff. It is of my opinion, Chris, that on offense, Gerard Mayo needs to come in and sort of wipe that slate clean. Now, I don't hate the idea 
of retaining Bill O'Brien. And quite frankly, I kind of expect him to retain Bill O'Brien. Bill O'Brien, former head coach, has a ton of experience, would be a great sounding board for Gerard Mayo. I do think whoever is the OC, they do need to get assistant coaches who sort of are under the same mindset. And what I mean by that, how are you going to run the offense? What do you want your coaching points to be? Be on the same page. I know it was reported in the Herald that that wasn't the case this past year, that Mayo came in. There were a lot of holdovers with the offensive staff, which happens. So, I mean, I'm sorry, O'Brien came in and there were a lot of holdovers. What I think needs to happen on offense, it was so bad this year. Mayo, if it is O'Brien, needs to meet with him and say, hey, what do we want to do on offense? Where do we need to go? And what type of staff do we put together? I'd love to get you know Bill O'Brien's input on how it should be built because what I think the Patriots offense lacked was experienced coaches like Bill Belichick would, you know, like Vinny Sinceri or Ross Douglas would be defensive assistants. And next thing you know, they were coaching receivers and running backs. I'd love to see the Patriots bring in an experienced offensive line coach, experienced running backs coach, experienced receivers coach. And if whoever his OC is, whoever Mayo's DC is, maybe give them, maybe just hear them out. You know, what, how do you want things to be? And everyone get on the same page. Cause I think it was very clear to me people were not on the same page in 2023. Yeah, I absolutely agree with that. And I mean, you bring someone like Adrian Clement, who has less than one year of NFL experience as like a head offensive line coach. You, yeah, you have Vinny Desari coaching the running backs, even like Troy Brown. Like I know everyone in the region loved him as a player. The wide receiver output has been so underwhelming since he's been coaching them. Some of that's definitely personnel, but I mean, when Pop Douglas is your leading receiver with 500-something yards on the season, it's the production's not there. And you have the veterans like Parker, Smith-Schuster, all underachieving. Even guys like Nelson Aguilar, totally underachieved. Like, it, it's it's a trend at this point, and the, I think they could use a fresh face there, too. And on, on the defensive side of the ball, I, I like – one reason I like – keeping Mayo here and making the head coach is that Patriots defense was really, really good, Chris. And they had a ton of injuries, right? Matthew Judon, Christian Gonzalez. It was still a top unit in the NFL. So what it appears to me is that they'll keep a similar defensive scheme, which is great. And mm -hmm. it'll be interesting to see which defensive coaches they retain. I think one idea I have would be for Gerard Mayo to make Demarcus Covington the defensive coordinator. For those who don't know, Demarcus Covington is viewed by other NFL teams as a DC candidate. He's interviewed in the past. I believe last year he interviewed once or twice, at least with Arizona. Wouldn't be a bad idea to keep Demarcus Covington on board. Another wild idea would be to make Steve Belichick as the defensive coordinator. So my question to you, what do you see happening to Steve Belichick and Brian Belichick now that their dad, Bill Belichick, is out? So much depends on what they want to do long term. You know, like if they want to be seen as serious, like coaching candidates moving forward, staying here is honestly best for them and trying to thrive under Mayo and getting out from the shadow of their father who could go to Atlanta, could go to any of these other places. But if they keep following Bill everywhere, then they're just going to be seen as, you know, oh, well, it's Bill's kids, you know, whereas if they stay in New England say Steve ends up as the defense coordinator and succeeds under Gerard Mayo, then there's like a level of seriousness that comes to like the evaluation there. Right. And I do think that Gerard has good relationships with Steve and Brian. And if they wanted to stay, I'm sure he would have a spot for them on the staff. It's, I think it's one of the really, and you make a great point because I heard a story about Kyle Shanahan that he sort of felt a similar way due to his dad, legendary coach, 
And I believe it was Kyle Shanahan said something along the lines of when he went to Washington and like branched out, it's sort of when he was start, started to be viewed as like a serious offensive type coach. And it helped him a lot. I think you make a great point. If Steve Belichick or Brian Belichick do want to advance in their career, I think the best thing they could do is, is get from underneath their dad, who is regarded by many as the greatest head coach in NFL history. I also think it wouldn't be a bad idea for them to go to completely different teams. Get out of New England. Don't follow Bill. Go somewhere else and cut your teeth. And now, I don't know if another team would hire Steve Belichick as their defensive coordinator, but in terms of career path, maybe the best thing for them to do also is just to get out of New England. Right. That definitely could be. And, like, maybe they don't have, like, long-term aspirations of, like, career advancement arising. And maybe they just like coaching with their dad. And there's nothing wrong with that either. If that's, you know, what they want to do, they could follow Bill. But a lot depends on what where they see themselves like 10 years from now, what they want to be doing moving forward, you know? And it's interesting. Like, I don't get the vibe that Steve like really wants to be a head coach or anything. And I think part of that's the reason why he's like been cool with Mayo running meetings. He's like, I'm just going to call plays. And they had that collaborative relationship that really worked between the two of them. I could see Brian more in the mix for something like that. Like, I think he might be the one that is more apt to try and progress in a coaching career. Um, but I don't know. What do you think of that? You know what? Steve Belichick actually once told me that Brian, his younger brother, was a lot smarter than him. Um, and, and like, he, yeah, he, he's, he said that. And uh, I guess Brian has certainly impressed people. But I'll say this about Brian and Steve Belichick. Like, I know that players like him and players respect yep. him. Like Steve Belichick's story is he um he joined the Rutgers football team after going to the school to play the cross as like a quote long snapper under Greg Schiano. He did it just to learn how to coach. And at the time, there were players in the team like Deron Harmon and Logan Ryan who told me Steve Belichick would help them break down film. And it was apparent to them like how smart he was, which makes sense because his dad is Bill Belichick. Mm -hmm. I guess even like when when Bro and Steve was in high school playing football in Massachusetts, his dad Bill Belichick would help him break down his high school team film and like teach them. So like Steve and Brian, I, I get why people use the word nepotism because it's who their dad is and they played lacrosse. But from everything I've heard from players on the Patriots, they're, they're well-respected and they, and they know their stuff. And again, Steve has been calling defensive plays for a top 10 defensive unit in new England. So, you know what I mean? He does have that on his resume. So yeah, I think, it's, I think he would succeed if he stayed in new England. I mean, but hell, if he goes to Atlanta, if he goes to Atlanta with his dad, he'll probably succeed. I think they're you know decent enough coaches that they'll have success somewhere. Right. And it kind of flies under the radar now, but like Brian's been coaching safeties. And for a long time, it was like, well, Deb McCourty's also in the safety room. So anyone that's coaching safeties has like a co a co teacher with them at the very least at all times. Like Devin's gone this year and the safety play didn't miss a beat. It was honestly impressive the way that it kind of the position transformed. And that's not just Brian, but the positional coach should get like a hat tip for that in the way they played. And like we go back to the Gerard Mayo here, like following the Bills game, it, it definitely stuck out to me and to you when Dietrich Wise, when someone asked Dietrich Wise about slowing down jo Josh Allen and he yeah. credited Gerard Mayo, right, for the game plan. I mean, right there, I think should give Patriots fans some hope that, hey, the best part of the 2023 Patriots was defense. And a guy who was coming up a big part of the game plan is now your head coach and Gerard Mayo. And, and at the end of the day, like no matter who's on that defensive staff, I expect that similar system to continue. So I think overall, when we, we talk about Gerard Mayo, then, you know, the next head coach in the New England Patriots, I like it because of, you know, they keep the defensive stuff intact. But of course, there are big questions here offensively, right? I mean, the GM, who's the GM? Who's your quarterback? Who's your tackles? Who's your 
Pro Bowl receiver. Like, I like Gerard Mayo, but I'll caution this. I'm not going to be like Jamie Collins, who on Friday thinks the Patriots are going to be in the playoffs next year. I think this is a long-term rebuild for the Patriots, but I do like I do like the move ultimately. What do you what do you feel? What's your, what's your you know gut feeling here on this move? I also like it for two reasons. One, Robert Kraft is very convicted in hiring Mayo. He's hired two head coaches since taking over as Patriots owner. They have been Pete Carroll and Bill Belichick. Pete Carroll is a probably a top 10 coach of the 21st century. If you combine like college and pro where he just wasn't in new England at the right time, but definitely grew from it and like turned into a really good head coach. Bill Belichick is Bill Belichick. He's the greatest coach of the 21st century and it's not particularly close. So Kraft is two for two on these hires. And I think that like there's reason to trust him in doing this. Reason number two is people are so wary of the Belichick coaching tree all the time, right? Where, I mean, yeah. with good reason, there are so many people that have gone places to try to be Bill and failed. When has there been a former all pro that's also like in the Bill Belichick coaching tree, right? Like you, right. Mayo's an all pro linebacker who actually played the game. His like, is very much his own man, is very confident in who he is. He's not going to try and be Bill. That's just not the way he's wired. You know, he's not going to be, Joe Judge doing the hard press conference in New York or Matt Patricia um, in Detroit doing the same thing, like pissing veterans off, making them run laps when they like weren't warranted, that whole thing. I think Mayo is very much his own guy. And I think that plays into the fa into his favor. 100%. Josh McDaniel's downfall, Matt Patricia's downfall, all these guys downfall. They were trying to be like Bill Belichick and everything I've heard from players Gerard Mayo is a player's coach. That is not Bill Belichick. Gerard Mayo, yeah, a, he developed as a player under Belichick. He developed as a coach under Bill Belichick. And I think he'll bring a modernized version of really NFL coaching to the locker room. He'll relate to players. He's less than 10 years removed from being a player himself. Players love him, Chris. And I think you hit the nail on the head. Gerard Mayo, I think, will be a good head coach in New England because he's a lot different than Bill Belichick and he's not afraid to be himself. So, you know, it's it's going to be interesting times, an interesting offseason. I know you're exhausted. I'm exhausted. But you know what? I think a lot more is to come here through free agency, through the hiring process, and, and through the draft. It's it's going to be wild. Yeah, it's definitely going to be the craziest offseason probably in Patriots history. Like, we thought the Brady one was pretty nuts. That's got nothing on this one, especially to see where Bill goes next. Like, there's a billion things. The top three pick, there's so much. So thanks for listening to us. We'll have these pods coming out, I think, three times a week throughout the offseason. So keep on along, and we'll catch you further on down the trail. This has been Ion Foxborough, brought to you by Mass Live.